Hey, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm here with my beautiful podcast and probably like real life bestie too, Justine. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi. It feels weird to say like just my podcast friend because you're definitely not just my podcast friend. Well, sure good. Um, I was texting Amanda last night because I had, and of course, Amanda from We Love to Hate Everything. You guys have to go listen to their podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to us, you're listening to them too. Um, but I was texting her last night because I was having a super depressed moment. And since leaving this last job, I'm just like really in a spiral, I feel like. And so I was just talking to her and I was like, I'm such a mess. I don't even know what to do with myself. And she just kind of like reassured me that nobody knows what they're doing and everybody's a mess and it made me feel a little bit better. So it's like, it's amazing how you can make these deep connections with people that you've never met in real life Mm -hmm. and they can become like your closest friends, even though you don't know them in, in real life. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah. (sighs) I love, uh, you know, I always talk about the pros and cons to like the internet and I guess Mm -hmm. just the world we live in these days in general. And there's so many things that I could go off about. Like I hate technology and social media, you know, but at the same time, it has brought me so many amazing friends Mm -hmm. and connections and truly like podcasting and meeting you guys like truly like saved my life like I'm not because because when COVID happened I like went into like you said like a depression I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself Mm -hmm. I was like drinking a literal box of wine like every other day like I was just in a spiral and then it was like you know what I'm gonna turn this negative to a positive and long story long just started my podcast and had so much fun doing it met all you guys and yeah it truly can be a positive thing you just have to look change your outlook on things a little you know yeah definitely and I, I kind of was thinking last night I probably do need to take a break from social media if anything just delete the apps from my phone and um just the the comparison thing is so detrimental to my mental health Um, and and like I was saying to Aminata last night, (laughs) I was saying, um, you know, people have like nice cars and like 401ks and savings accounts. And like, I'm in my thirties. I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I don't have a career. I don't have a college education. Like, I just feel like I don't know what to do with myself. And so I think that a major issue is just spending too much time on social media, comparing my life, my real life to what people want me to see on the internet and um, comparing everything from your relationship to your home, to your family. I mean, everything. It's so dangerous. Well, you just said (sighs) it, what people want you to see. Exactly. That's, That's what social media is like. I had this friend, I don't want to go into many details, maybe, maybe I can do a little more over on Patreon. But she was somebody who her social media media presence was completely the opposite of how she Mm -hmm. the life that she was living like, she would post pictures with dudes that she knew who had nice cars and stuff like in front of their cars and at their like, 
downtown Toronto condos and stuff. This girl still lived with her parents, drove like a piece of shit car, beautiful, stunning, made her social media look like she was some rich ass bitch. And it's like one of those like fake it till you make it kind of things. Like I'm not hating on it, but it literally just shows you when you know someone in real life who is doing that, like how fake social media is because if somebody who didn't know her just would come across her Instagram feed they would think that she you know was really had it together (laughs) lady bitch when she still lived with her parents in her 30s so it's social media is so fake and the thing that helps for me is I I just said like fuck it I don't need to follow people that I don't want to follow like there was some girls that I used to work with at the club and stuff. I have no personal beef against them or anything, but some things that they would post and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see this. I don't want to see this when I open up my Instagram. So the power of the unfollow button is, is really special too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I also even thought about starting a new fresh Instagram because I follow so much junk over the past 10 years that I've had Instagram. It's like too much work to go through and unfollow everything. So I thought about like, maybe I'll make a brand new one and it will just, I'll create an algorithm that's like healthy and positive and honest. But I I think the best thing to do is probably just going to be to delete the app from my phone. It is a necessary evil for our business and for, you know, for the podcast and everything. We have to be on social media, have a presence there, but that's all stuff that I can do on my iPad or my laptop, dedicate some time to it dedicate time to interacting and everything without just mindlessly scrolling and basically poisoning my brain. Yeah, true. It's a goal that I need to work on. Um, And then along the lines of that too, like I've had a couple of days where I've had these awful headaches. I've been so depressed and I remembered, oh, like my therapist gave me this book on CPSD. So it's complex PTSD. And if anyone's not familiar with that, it's basically just PTSD, but you didn't have like one occurrence of something that traumatized you. It was like prolonged occurrence. It can be um, neglect, like abuse or neglect from being a child it can be all kinds of things. Um, so I remembered that my therapist had recommended this book to me years ago and I went to buy it and I saw that I already owned it on Kindle. So I started reading it last night and I, you know, just in the introduction and the first chapter was laying there crying, feeling some hopefulness that I may be able to come to an understanding of why I struggle with things the way that I do and so I highly recommend it. If anybody has any type of PTSD or childhood trauma, it can even be things that you don't remember. Maybe you are struggling with everyday life and little things that shouldn't be a big deal are really difficult for you. Um, it's called, um, let me pull it up really quickly, but I've been reading a lot lately and I know you're a big fan of reading. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I'm excited to get into it. It's very good. Um, Have you ever read a book that you just really like, even at the beginning, just like connected to you and was like, oh, I, okay, this may be something that will really help me figure out what's going on. For sure. But I, I honestly, I prefer fiction. I read like, like I'm, I'm reading Gone Girl right now. I love that. Have you ever read it before? No, I've never read it before, and I've only seen oh. the movie once, like, when it first came out in 2014, yeah. so I'm excited to yeah. finish it and rewatch the movie again. That is one that I read the book first, and honestly, I was really pleased with how they did the movie because it was very... I mean, it was pretty much step-by-step. Step. If you're... How far are... How far in are you? Um, so the book is like what 550 pages I think I'm like more than halfway through I'm like oh wow I'm surprised I read that long of a book <laughs> I usually yeah, lose interest yeah it's a really long book but I mean I don't know if because I already saw the movie and I know the casting but huh. the, but Nick the main character all I'm picturing is Ben Affleck in my head when I'm when I'm reading the book so it's it's funny he was fantastic in that movie like it's just so good and that movie is another reason why I think that Scott Peterson could be innocent there's reasonable doubt there I don't know you that know? story the Scott Peterson case yeah I don't I don't know I don't know the story <sighs> we'll I just have to know, do like, like what I've heard we should do a whole Patreon on it because I think there's reasonable doubt in that case and that he should not have been convicted so that doesn't mean I think he didn't do it. I just think that there's reasonable doubt. All so. right. Give me <laughs> give me the documentaries, give me the podcast. Okay. I'll put I'll we'll put a couple to together. Okay. We'll add it to the list. Yeah. We got quite a list. Um, the name of that book, if anybody wants to look into it, is Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. And it's by Pete Walker. And it's very good so far. I'm only a couple of chapters in, but I really like it. So Good. So I'm feeling better today. Got some good sleep. I got up this morning, went to the gym, worked out, came, good. you know, had my, my, my workout, uh, like post-workout shake, made some breakfast and now here I am. So I'm excited. Good. All of better. that stuff is super important. Like oh. working out on days, you don't feel like working out, getting sunlight. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I both live in places where the weather can be extreme so yeah even yep. go into the tanning bed for five minutes even though yeah. that's horrible for you it does give you that like I love the serotonin boost you need sometimes <laughs> yeah and um doing was... positive healthy things for your mind when even when you don't feel like it like it is yeah. so easy to just lay in bed all day and like wallow in your own self-pity mm -hmm. but to get up and do things when you don't feel like it is yeah when it counts the most I feel um, so I was watching, I, I was watching some podcast. Oh, I was watching, we love to hate on my mm -hmm. TV in the bedroom while I was updating my resume 
yesterday. And then another podcast came on after that. It was Diary of a CEO. And he was interviewing this like nutritional expert. And he said that only 50% of Americans exercise. And that blew my mind. Like I immediately sent you a message. I was like, oh my God, can you believe this? That sounds insane to me. And I had the opposite reaction because I felt like 50% was a lot. That's crazy to me. I I think about people in my life and I'm like 50% of the people that I know in my life don't even work out. So yeah, that's probably true. But it's like, what, what are they counting as exercise? Because if you take your dog for a 15 minute walk, technically that's exercise. I mean, people could lift two pound dumbbells for five minutes in their house. And technically that's exercise. I think they're just saying like, are not exercising. Do not go for walks, do not do anything. And honestly, when you think about it, think about how many times you hear people say, I hate working out. I hate exercise. I don't do any of that. And it's like, that is so scary to me because I want my body to still work in my sixties and seventies and eighties. I don't like, I want to be able to get up out from a chair or go walk to get my mail. Like, and these are all the things that I think about when I think about fitness, I thinking I'm thinking more about the future. Of course I care aesthetically and how I feel now, but you know, a body in motion stays in motion. So you have to take care of yourself now. If you don't want to be hunched over in a recliner by the time you're 60 and not be able to do anything. So scary to me that that many people are not exercising at all. I don't get it because I love working out. So I have to like force myself to take like rest days sometimes. Yeah. Because it's, it's just so it affects my mood so much. If I go more than one day, like I get cranky so easily. Like I, I need it. And, you know, like uh, Nathan from Teen Mom 2 would say, gym time is me time. Like, it is. I, yeah. I may, like, that's when I watch my YouTube vlogs. I smoke my weed pen. I get a good stretch. Yeah. I, I love it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's so important. But, like I said, what are they considering exercise in that? Cause that can be like, anything. I, I mean, I don't know. But even just the thought of, you know, half of the country not doing any type of exercise is terrifying to me. And um, I was telling you last night, I mentioned that I think that a large part of that is our lifestyle and the way that Americans are forced to work. Um, You basically, I feel like Americans are so screwed up when it comes to work. Work is life here. Like you work and you're lucky, you're grateful they give you two days off on the weekend. And you're grateful if your vacation days are approved six months in advance or whatever. And it's it's so incredibly frustrating because what kind of life is this? We're supposed to work our entire lives from the time we're like 16 until we're 65 and then hope that we have enough health and energy to enjoy the next, you know, five or six years or 10 years or whatever we've got left when we're retired. And it's just so sad to me. And I feel like the way that life is put together, I know, I don't know if Canadians, do you, do you have extra, um, 
extra vacation time? Because typically in in uh, the U.S. we get two weeks. Is there like a basic? I know that you haven't really had like a regular job, right? Have I'm, you ever worked I've, in an office or anything? I've never worked a full time <laughs> job in my life. You've never I, had a. I know that a sounds so job. fucking privileged or whatever. Like I for you, I've worked my whole life, but I've never had like a regular full time job, right? Um, as far as I know, everyone's company is different, and like the amount of time they give you off and all that shit is different mm-hmm. everywhere. Like my brother the other day was like bitching that he can't come out here until a certain time because that's when his like holidays are or else he would have to like use his sick day. Like, I don't, I don't know Mm. how it works. So I'm not going to pretend like I do. Yeah. I think typically here it's like two weeks of vacation and then a paid vacation and then like a week or X amount of time for six sick days. But, you know, when I was working at my last job, I was just so miserable and depressed because I'd wake up at 530 in the morning. I had to be at work at seven. Now, if I want to work out before work, I'd have to get up at like four in the morning and I'm a night person. I typically don't go to sleep before midnight. So what am I going to do? Get four hours of sleep, get up, go to the gym, shower, get ready for work, go to work work all day, get home at like five. Or the other option is get up, go to work tired and cranky all day long, work out at the end of my day, have too much energy at the end of my day, because I just worked out like it just, it just didn't work. And so I wasn't exercising, I didn't have energy, I was cranky and miserable. And now that I'm not working again, and I'm actually able to dedicate some time to me at the gym, I feel a lot better. So this has really made me understand. I understand why people aren't exercising. They're tired. They're running all around town. They're sitting in traffic. They're in someone else's office for eight, nine hours a day, you know, and and they're exhausted. They have families to take care of. Moms are working. Dads are working. Kids need to be cared for. Like it's a mess. And more often than not, we're stopping in drive-throughs on the way home from work, eating shitty food. Not, and it's just a vicious cycle. It's awful and it's sad. And it, that's why people aren't exercising. Yeah, but there's also people out there who work like three jobs who have kids that do like bodybuilding competitions and shit and they like meal prep and they set it out. So in my opinion, that's typically men though. And men typically don't take as much care of the children. Not not really. I know more women who are on that. Yes. Wow. Uh, To me, it's just where your priorities lie. It's like with anything mm-hmm. else in the world, if it's your priority, you will make it happen. So it takes uh, a lot. It takes a lot to get yourself there. And a lot of people are just like too lazy to do it. And that's honestly just what it is. They don't want to. They're too lazy. It's mm-hmm. like anything else. Like you don't see results in even your first like six months sometimes of working out. Yeah. So it's very discouraging to go especially when you haven't worked out since you were like in high school or something like that mm-hmm. and then you try to get back into it your body is going to be super sore like I remember during oh, yeah. COVID when I like bought this um this program from this like influencer on Instagram and I 
like my legs I honestly couldn't mm-hmm. even walk up and down the stairs in my house because I was so sore after and it's just like you just gotta get through that and then it becomes easier and easier so I can totally understand why people are like it's too painful I'm not seeing results whatever it's just if it's like anything else. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. If that's where your priorities right. are, if your priorities aren't there, if you'd rather come home from work and lay on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips, like I'm not judging that either. Cause I like everyone has those Sounds days. Great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's literally just what, what you want more. But you I guess. have to think about what your future is going to be. And it's so funny because when I think about exercising, I don't, I rarely think about where are the results? Do I see the results? I hardly ever think about that. Um, I do know that when I eat right and I exercise, my body reacts. And so I don't really keep super close tabs on it. But the number one reason why I work out is for my mental health. It's not for my body. It's not for aesthetics. It's because If I don't work out, I have to wake up in the morning, get dressed and go to the gym. Because if I don't go to the gym first thing, I will be lazy all day long. I will do nothing. I will sit around. I will take a nap. I'll be tired. So I have to like get myself up, get dressed, get my ass to the gym, work out. And then I have all this energy and this like positive attitude and my brain feels clear and my heart pump, it feels like I can breathe better. Like there's so much to it. And I think people don't even think like that. It's crazy. No, because you're lazy and you're thinking like, oh, it's just going to make me more tired because I'm going to be like moving around and doing things. But does the here's opposite. the thing. The human body is not meant to stay still. The human body is meant to get movement. So yeah, I've talked about this before. I, you know, I said earlier how like starting the podcast was life changing to me. I don't think I would have had like the confidence in myself to even do that if I didn't start working out first. Like, yeah, that completely transformed my life, my identity, everything. And, you know, I am vain too. Like, I love looking in the mirror and being like, like the other day, I was like, holy fuck, my arms are starting to look toned like flexing my triceps and shit and I'm like holy fuck my legs are starting to get jacked like this is this is what I wanted it only took me three years to get here but hard work pays off eat that protein lift those weights I know I definitely am not feeling super confident these days just because I have gained um 35 pounds from my lowest weight Um, which I try to be nice to myself. Like, you know, you lost, I originally lost like 85 pounds. And so at this point I've lost, I've still stayed down 50 pounds in three years, which is pretty impressive. Um, and I'm always trying to eat healthy and I'm always working out. So I try to like factor all those things in. I definitely don't feel as good looking in the mirror as I did a year or two ago. Um, but I don't know. If the number one thing for me is my mental health. I've been trying to get Ryan on board forever because he never works out. And he said the exact same thing. He's like, well, I don't work out because I never see results. And I was like, it's not about your body and seeing like physical results. But if you think about it from a mental health aspect and the fact that 
it will clear your mind and make you feel better and give you energy and like all of that. That's what you should be thinking of. Not like, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't see any results. There's a good meme and it was like in a week or like three weeks, you'll feel it. In three Mm. months, you'll see it. In six months, other people around you will see it. It takes, it's like anything else in life. It takes consistency and dedication and, you know, it's hard work. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the same as like skincare too. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like you, you start doing your skincare routine every single night after a couple months, you're going to like, Oh, Mm -hmm. my skin's starting to clear up. I starting to look glowy. Like anything like that, you have to be consistent. Consistency yep. is key. That there's a reason why people say that all the time, you know. Yeah, it's true and you're you're right. Like you have to want it and you have to be willing to do the work. And if you're not, you're just going to stay the same. But yeah. for me like every fucking day that I wake up, I want to be better and do better and I'm always making an effort. So I try really hard to be nice to myself. Good. Like you're and you're goes- doing your fucking best every day. You never lay down and accept defeat. Like even on the days that I'm feeling super depressed and down about myself, I will literally like maybe take a depression nap or cry and feel sorry for myself for an hour or two. And then I'm like back up at it. Like I'm resilient as fuck. So you gotta be nice to yourself when you're struggling and like not beat yourself up because life is really fucking hard. It's really hard. And it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode where it's like comparing yourself to other people. Mm. It's not about doing better than someone else. It's being better than who you were yesterday. Like yep. truly that's yeah, that's what life's about. So yep. listen, a lot of people complain that they're sore and this and that. And I understand there's other health factors that go into everything, but I just feel like there's so many people out there who would feel so much better physically and mentally if they just started. And also Mm -hmm. you, you gained this confidence in yourself that you didn't think was ever there. And it's not from the physical changes that you see. I feel like the confidence you gain is more for like holy shit, this is something that I started and I've stuck to consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's wild the changes you see in yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's something everyone needs to do. And, you know, like lifting weights and building muscle definitely isn't for everybody. It's something yeah, that I personally love. But, you know, I know people who like love to run. Like, I I fucking hate cardio. I don't do I cardio. I wanted I to be a runner. Don't go Same. for runs. Nope. I hate long walks. Like I like to fucking lift weights and like do Pilates movements and stretch. Like I do. Mm-hmm. I hate that that runner's high. I don't know what the fuck that is because I don't get it. I get like the opposite of that. So I get I get that. But I hate running. I hate cardio. I'm just like, you're not going to see me doing a hit workout. You're not going to see none of that shit because I don't want it. Um, The most running that I do is usually before I start my weights, I get on the treadmill and I do a quarter mile, <laughs> a quarter mile jog um, or like I change the incline, I sprint, I jog, I walk, whatever. I mean, and that quarter mile feels like a fucking marathon to me. It just, it literally takes like four minutes or something, but I feel like it's never ending. I hate it. So you just have to find something that you love. Some people will go out for 20 mile runs 
and it's the best thing of their life. Maybe you like to ride a bike through the state park. Maybe you like to hike. Maybe you like to swim. Maybe you like to play a sport. Like you just have to try things until you find something that you like and then you want to do it. I I don't like not going to the gym. I feel like my day is incomplete and I'm just like a lazy hump on a log when I don't. So. I just want to be hot into like my senior years. Like when you look <laughs> at bitches that are like jacked and they're like 60s and 70s, yeah. like yeah. that's what I want to look like. So yeah, it starts. I now. want, <laughs> I'd like to lose, I'd like to get back down to my low weight or maybe even just lose like 20 pounds because I'd like to get skin removal from my stomach from losing weight. And also I have a lot of back pain because I do have like the extra skin from losing weight, even from losing 50 pounds. And I, I have a lot of back pain and I have to pay a lot of attention to my posture. So it's like, I would really like to lose some weight so I could get that done. Um, but yeah, overall, it just makes me feel good. It makes my brain feel good. My mental health is better. And, um, I think everybody should do it. Everyone. Yeah. Agreed. Um, can I recommend like tell you about this show that I watched last week in like two days I was obsessed with it okay so it's on Netflix it's called brand new cherry flavor I've heard of that based off a novel of the same name and I've seen it I it's a limited series I think there's only like eight episodes possibly 10 I don't know why the number eight is like in my head um but it's so fucking weird and gory and creepy. Is it horror? It's horror. It's oh. okay. So it's set in the 90s. It's about this it. girl named Lisa Nova. Okay. And she drives to Los Angeles. She has these aspirations of becoming a filmmaker. She had this short film that this movie producer saw, and he wants to have a meeting with her. So she's driving her car to Los Angeles. She meets up with this movie producer. He basically has this contract for her. Like, I'm going to fund this like feature film. You're going to be able to direct it, whatever. And he's basically a sleazy fucking scumbag. And, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but okay. take from that what you will. All right. And he fucks her over. And then she's like, I'm going to fuck this guy's life up. I'm going to fuck him over. And she wants to put a curse on him. So she meets this creepy chick um, played by Catherine Keener. Is that her name? She's like the chick from 40 Year Old Virgin. Yeah. yeah. She's like she's like the biggest star in it, I would say. Um, So she's like this creepy chick and she helps her put a curse on this guy. And Uh that's kind of how the the first episode starts. And it's really fucking gory and weird. And the more the episodes go on, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? But in the best way possible. Like the acting is phenomenal. Okay. Um, Like I said, it's only a limited series. Um, The book got extremely bad reviews because obviously me I'm like I need to read this book after so it might be one of those rare situations where the show is better than the book 
but I would recommend it to anybody who likes gore and horror and just say maybe the readers of the book just don't like weird shit like and and you know me I love tusks so I love weird shit I'm excited for this yesterday (laughs) I recorded with Erica we did a teen mom three episode and she Uh before we started recording she was saying that like she's uh she thinks she's gonna like watch tusk and I got so mad at her I'm like (laughs) you're gonna watch tusk before terrifier what's wrong with you (laughs) um but uh but yeah I will say this so it does have a warning like you know how Netflix has the like violence underage sex, whatever Mm -hmm. at the top there is a warning that says animal harm so when I saw that it kind of turned me off from it a little bit because I was like obviously I don't want to see some fucked up shit like that and right there is stuff like that but it's not what you think like when I saw that I was like oh I don't know if I want to watch this but it's nothing like bad so okay I will say that okay so I am really excited about that I'm gonna watch that today because I have a bunch of listings for my business to do and I have just I needed to watch something. So I'm excited. Now, speaking of things to watch, there's a new docu-series, I believe, called My Son Jeffrey. And I was sending this to you. I don't know if you had a chance to see anything about it, but it's on like Fox Nation or whatever. So I think we have to, I think it's like an exclusive to them. So I'm going to do the free seven-day trial so I can watch this series and then probably cancel it. But it sounds so good. It's like it includes a lot of recordings of phone calls and stuff between Jeff Dahmer and his dad. And I dad is so fucking thirsty. I know, but I I guess like, I don't know. (laughs) Lemonade out of lemons, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Daddy Dahmer making lemonade. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm excited. I don't know what like I I feel like I've seen and heard everything about Jeffrey Dahmer, but I am interested because I love like recordings. I love audio. I love like video interrogations, like jailhouse phone calls. Oh, this is different than the Netflix one that came out because there was one called um, the Dahmer tapes. And it was like him being interviewed or something. Right. Do you remember that? Right. So the one, so this one, I'm going to look it up again, but I'm pretty sure the father, I'm sure, pretty sure Daddy Dahmer is very involved. <laughs> I'm going to call him Daddy Dahmer now. <sighs> oh, okay, so never before heard Dahmer family tapes. It's going to be on Fox Nation. It just came out, yes, or like two days ago. It's a four-part series, and it's conversations recorded recording while he was recorded while he was in Columbia Correctional Institution in Wisconsin. He was serving 15 life sentences in 1991 and they recordings were made by his father and they've never been made public before. Okay. So I'm excited. That's definitely going to be one I'm watching as well. Okay, yeah, that sounds wild. Do you have I I've never even heard of I didn't know Fox Nation had an app or um like a subscription thing, but I don't doesn't know if you have, have a subscription there. service these days. I know everybody. I just cut down like a shit ton of my subscription services. I got rid of like Discovery Plus. The hardest one for me to give up was Philo. I no longer have access to Love After Lockup. 
I now have to wait until like 10 p.m. to watch Sister Wives because I don't have Philo anymore. It's honestly a very first world problem for me. I'm struggling with it, but I think I'm going to be okay. I know I'm upset because here in Canada, Crave was like my favorite app that has like all the HBO stuff on it. And it had like all of Jersey Shore, all the spinoff Jersey Shore shows, all the teen mom shows. And for some reason, they just got rid of like everything. Like now teen mom, there's only like the very first season when they used to have like everything. Like I have no idea why they did this to me, but I was like, so now I'm going to have to like buy the episodes for $2.99 a piece on iTunes like whatever it is what I it mean is. I was lucky enough that Max has now like Discovery Plus's catalog is now on HBO Max or Max now um but yeah you're not getting the immediate release of Sister Wives like I'd wait till like 10 p.m the other night to watch it that's so yeah. great the episode wasn't that great should we talk about it are you kidding me it was so good you didn't think this episode was that great let's talk about it yeah after that giant fight it was kind of like a little lackluster plus like cody was (sighs) barely in it and for me he like makes the show really because oh i just loved all the women like these bitches are sick of his shit they have fucking had enough and they are going to spill all the tea all over tlc i loved the episode i loved it I don't think we need Cody. I think it was the first time that I watched the show and I actually liked Mary a little bit. <laughs> like Mary yeah, was always my least favorite, but I was yep. like, finally, this bitch realizes she's not wanted. Like what? Yeah. It only took you 30 years. Well, okay. First of all, set the scene because you went to Amanda's house. Yes. With, and Carling and Lindsay were there. And Amanda, and is this the first time you and met Daphne. Daphne? I feel like she. Yes. I feel like she's a celebrity. Okay, I'll say this. <laughs> I I got there first, and then Amanda's like, "Oh, my mom's here," and I had like a little bit of nerves at first because I was like, "Oh fuck, Daphne's <laughs> not gonna like me." For some reason, Daphne is everything I pictured and nothing like I pictured at the same really? time. Really? Okay. Like she is so fucking funny and talkative. Like I definitely can see where amanda gets it i mean i was gonna say she birthed amanda where do we think she got it from definitely see where amanda (laughs) gets it from she's so funny um she even like made a joke at one point she was like never a dull moment with amanda um (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it was awesome amanda made us this bomb ass sangria that literally was just like peach knobs in a pitcher (laughs) <laughs> with peaches and apples it was so good and um yeah and then carling and Lindsay came and we all just like sat in the backyard and talked and gossiped and oh, I, I was asking it. them for like recommendations of things to do here that mm-hmm. aren't like touristy you know right um and yeah it was so much fun we went and watched sister wives <laughs> Amanda's mom was like oh I'm so sick of that Christine and really? she's, like, she's like mom we like Christy she's like, no I know but like we get it you're divorced you're happier now <laughs> <laughs> I yes love we it. know we're all divorced and we're all happier now we get it Christine <laughs> so funny I yeah I feel like you uh you met a celebrity and I'm I wish I was there I 
seeing the videos and hearing you guys talk about it. And, and Amanda told me like what kind of food she was making. She was like so nervous to be hosting and <laughs> it's going to be great. She went like so overboard. I know she was like, oh, I was just going to. I'm like, I would have been happy with things. like a bag of chips and like a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. I love it. I can't wait to be there with you guys one day. Come visit. For Sister Wife Sunday. I live 15 minutes from the airport. Perfect. So do I. In Denver. I'm like 20 minutes from the airport here. I know. I want to come so bad. I was actually the other day looking at um, Denver Broncos games because you've never been to an NFL game. And I was like, I was like, how fun would it be if I came and we could like go to an NFL game? It'd be so fun. And like one of my dance teachers from a studio I used to go to is a cheerleader, is a Broncos cheerleader now. Oh, nice. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. Maybe in a baseball game, but we do need to go to a Savannah Bananas game. Oh, God. I you wouldn't roll. like that? It would be so fun. I signed up for the wait list so if I get tickets you better bring your ass to Georgia I'll meet you there where in Georgia Savannah oh true okay so how far (laughs) is that from Atlanta (laughs) I don't know I've only driven through Atlanta I've never been to Savannah so I don't know okay because it's on my list to go to Candy's restaurants from Real Housewives of Atlanta Atlanta oh yeah she's got like three restaurants there and uh There was like a spinoff show about one of them, Candy and the Gang. And um, okay, so I, you know, you know how I am. I just like need to go to all these places, you know, not before I go to Sir and Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's let's go back (laughs) to Sister Wives for a minute. Okay. So yeah. So Sister Wives. Okay. Um, I laughed so hard when I saw Christine rolling that giant fucking like love sack beanbag chair. We were all yelling at the TV. We were like, where is Janelle going to put this fucking thing? (laughs) Like this bitch lives in like a bachelor apartment with her teenage daughter. Yeah. It's like, what is it? Like a 800 square foot apartment. I swear that that love sack took up like the entire living room. It was massive. Yes. It was so funny, though, to see them, like, trying to get it through the door, like, rolling it in. It was so cute. These two are adorable. I don't think they need a spinoff, like people are saying. I don't think that's necessary. No, I, I'm happy with just the YouTube bullshit cooking with just Christine. Yeah. I would have loved to see them living next door to each other. Janelle also said, has zero personality, in my opinion. What? I love her. Well, now that she's getting pissed at Cody, like I'm loving she's this season. She's so unsure of herself and well, it just drives me crazy because I feel like the fandom looks at Janelle as this like strong, powerful woman. And I don't see that at all when I look at her. I think she's so religiously traumatized as all of them yeah. are. And I just feel like she's the opposite. She's unsure of herself. She's even in this episode, she's talking to Christine and she's like, I don't know, because sometimes I talk to him and I I feel the old Cody, but then other times I'm like, you know, I definitely don't want to be with him. But then other times I'm like, well, I can't leave him because it's like, just make it, just fucking leave his ass. Move on. Okay. So she's insecure in general. Like half of the 18 seasons that we've watched have been, there's like an episode every, or like two episodes every season talking about her weight 
and how she needs to lose weight and she's got a new trainer and she's exercising and she's doing plexus and this and that. So like definitely think that there's a lot of insecurity from her body and from her weight, but also she's been with Cody for like what, 30 years they've been together and wasn't she raised in polygamy as well? So it's like, this is what she knows. It's the religion and what she believes in. Um, she's saying that, you know, you don't just walk away. That's not my beliefs. There's a lot going on here. And I think another major thing is like she said in a previous episode, I have nothing. I, you know, have been in this relationship for so long. I don't have a home. I don't have money. I don't have anything. And that could be a really difficult situation to be in. But I love her. And I love her and Christine together. I think they're so sweet. I don't know which one of them I like. I feel like Christine, I probably like the most, although mm -hmm. she annoys me too, because like, I would never be able to spend more than like two hours with her. I feel because yeah, she's, she's just like that friend so... you meet up with like every other month for lunch. Oh, God yeah. damn. She's just so over the top. I know I probably shouldn't say God damn while I'm talking about the sister wives <laughs> but, you but seriously though she's just like so over the top it's like okay we get it yeah, yeah happy and especially people who are like that happy without alcohol eh, I'm always kind of like annoyed by that a little bit like how are but you acting like that so, and you're not even drunk like she was made to shrink for all of these years you know like she was made to shrink and She's like a jack in the box to me. Like she was like shoved into this box, you know, be quiet and stop complaining and this and that. And now she's free. Yeah. And so she's like a weight lifted. She's happy. She's just like a ray of sunshine. It makes me happy to see. I yeah. like it. I can see that. I yeah. feel like. Listen, as much as I've given Mary grief over, you know, every time I've ever talked about sister wives, I will say this. <laughs> she people say like Janelle is the money mogul of the family. I think Mary is like, yeah, Mary may be naive and even kind of dumb at times, but she took the MLM LuLaRoe bullshit and like made it something yeah. like she's she's probably making more money she owns than all that air like she owns that bed and breakfast and they charge yes. a shit ton of money for people to stay there and I think I think turning that into the bed and breakfast because it wasn't a bed and breakfast before right it was just like her mother's home it's like a last, home in the family the last episode about that that I remember seeing from like the the kind of quote-unquote older seasons is mm -hmm. she was like asking them for money for something about it and her mom was gonna live in one of the rooms and then they were all like pissed off that her mom was gonna live in like a room that was made for to host instead of the room that was made for the person who actually like owns the place or something um, I don't I don't quite remember and that's what she was saying and then you know they were all just like mad at her because they didn't want her to give her the money to fund the business but we can give fucking Robin a million dollar house for her two kids it's insane listen they did it <laughs> but I I think that she I think taking that house and turning it into a bed and breakfast it was her way of stashing cash I bet she's got like a nice little stash 
And if the family didn't invest in the bed and breakfast, because they didn't, did they? I don't think they invested anything into it. You'd they? have to ask Amanda. I'm not the person to. Well, if to know they didn't the invest in it, that's actually better for her because they won't have any rights to any of it yeah. when she leaves. So I think it's pretty smart. Just like Janelle buying that expensive ass RV, all of that to me, very smart. The truck to tow it. Boom. Get the hell out of here. Now, I know everyone also hates Robin, and I can totally understand that as well. She's not my favorite person on the planet either. But at the same time, I know this is never going to happen. But in, I guess, my fantasy sister wives world, I would also like to see her leave Cody as well and leave him completely high and dry with nothing. I think she is, I think Robin's the most insecure out of all of them, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think she's got the most fucked up religious trauma issues out of all of them and that's why she's so like does everything he says and yeah for sure adheres to his rules more than any of them ever did um Mm -hmm. but yeah in my fantasy world i would like to see her leave and move on and leave him on his ass so leave yeah i think the only way that that's gonna happen is if he gets a younger hotter wife and starts giving her the robin treatment and giving robin the mary treatment oh it's just so fucking disgusting how he has all these kids everywhere and like Mm -hmm. listen they have families and their siblings it's not like he was planting all these kids in different states like a matt bay or something right yeah like they're denying them on national television yeah Yeah, exactly but they are but it is still gross and fucked up if he didn't have a million kids that he's responsible for i would have said that i would have liked to see him move on as well and say I fucked up. I thought I wanted polygamy. I really want monogamy. I want one woman who's going to like treat me like the head of the family, this king. Um, but he can't do that because he has fucking 200 kids he has to. But take I don't care of. think that he wants monogamy. I think that he wants four Robins. He wants to be exalted as the king that he believes he is, the king of patriarchy. And he wants three robins who never question him to do everything that he wants and treat him like he's royalty but he's not gonna get that like robin is one in a billion how many other women are gonna like stick up for that i don't know now i'm excited to see in how old are saul and ari like i think ari's like seven so Saul she's is... the youngest right yeah i think Saul's so like eight or nine maybe i'm excited 10. to see in like 15 years when they're like full-blown yeah. adults how he is gonna be because he seems to me similar to my father where it's like he's all into like them being kids and listening to what you say but mm-hmm. once they grow up and get their own personality aka gabe and garrison mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. okay fuck you i don't want anything to do with you Um, and you know, a lot of people, when they have kids, they think, oh, this is going to be my kid. They're going to be like a little mini me, whatever. And when they are a kid and they don't have their own sense of self yet, they technically are that way. But then when they grow up and they become their own person and their own, you know, their own person and just like an adult, a lot of people are like, oh, okay. Like 
I don't, I don't like you as much as I thought I was going to like you. Maybe like that, that's how mm-hmm. I view Cody in my own, just, but he did that to his wives experience. too. Like the exactly. second that his wives started questioning him or saying like, you're spending all your time at Robbins. You're never here. You're not spending time with your children. You're not this, you're not that. The, the minute that his wife started holding him accountable and questioning him, he completely exiled them. Yeah. Like you're out, you're out. He's a horrible person. So let's and see he, when those kids get older though, if he's mm-hmm. going to do that to them, because I would yeah. fucking bet on it. Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, it was really sad to see them talking about how he never called or texted Savannah. She wasn't invited to Christmas. Like, what the fuck? What, just because you're mad at her mom, you're going to punish your child who had nothing to do with any of it? Because he's mad at their, at her brothers. And her mom. But that's insane. It but he's mad at the mom because he's mad at the brothers, at yeah. the sons. Because they're not going to kiss his ass anymore. I have a question. Um, So obviously the whole big fight was with like Gabe and Garrison, but you know, my boy Hunter. <laughs> did hunter, hunter ever have some sort of issue with cody or is hunter just like fuck this i'm out i'm moving to baltimore i don't really know because like i couldn't i couldn't point out hunter in a lineup i, I don't really know this <laughs> I oh i know. could <laughs> i bet you could <laughs> i bet you could point out hunter like with his head cut off in a lineup just his torso you'd probably know who it was <laughs> hey uh he's got a butter face but the body is good enough that good enough matter. yeah um I just I can't here's the thing sometimes I feel sorry for Robin because sometimes like my brain goes well it's not her fault that she's the favorite and like she's just doing what's best for her marriage and like keeping her man happy but when she stood there when she was sitting there t- sitting there talking to Mary and they were talking about how how Mary had like kept track in big or whatever of how often Cody was at her house and it was like less than a third of the time and there are and there's four of them and blah blah, blah. and where is he and Robin's like I have the same secret because like that one month in Vegas seven years ago he spent a lot of time at Christine's and he wasn't here that one month years ago that he spent more time with Christine. He really thought he was like teaching her something because he spent more time with Christine. Christine stopped bitching. She was enjoying the extra time and the attention that, of him being there. And then he said, well, now I have one wife that stopped complaining, but I have three other wives that have started complaining because I spent 25 days out of the month with the one wife. So like duh Cody what you're basically saying is polygamy doesn't work and women want your full attention and your presence what do you think you're you're like schooling us all on you know and we always say like we can understand loosely why women would want polygamy like someone like a Janelle who's like I I like the idea of having all Mm -hmm. these kids and having these women who are like my friends who can help raise it and have this big family yeah but it does not work like unless every woman is like a I'm not gonna ever stick up for myself and I'm just gonna do every single man 
every do every single man <laughs> every single thing the man tells me to do yep. and obey them it's it's never going to work i can totally understand the sentiment of like i don't want to spend i don't want to have to sleep in the bed with someone every night like i right. want time away from them whatever we all need our alone space like i get yeah. that but it's just this whole situation with oh i'm spending this many days with this wife and this many days with this wife it's just impossible for it to work out unless and i think cody said this in the episode like when they all lived together it seemed to be fine cuz they all lived together and then he said it was when they moved to vegas and they got their separate houses when it was like okay now i have um, to divide the time i just noticed that your name is justine howard porton <laughs> Every single Zoom call, I changed my last name to something. I um, didn't even notice that. I've had it. Justine J. Wow Farley. I've I, had, I have noticed that one, yeah. I had Justine Lavelle once. What did I have? I had Justine Taylor. I had Justine Sandoval. Uh, <laughs> yesterday when I recorded Teen Mom 3 with Erica, I had, I had Justine DeJesus. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> um, I was going to, to say, yeah, I think that what happened is when the women were younger so they were all super young when they got married like in their 20s right so they're younger they're impressionable um maybe the, yeah maybe living in the same house they're all kind of seeing each other more often and then once they move they have their own homes which was probably wonderful to have your own home i think the cul-de-sac was the perfect situation i don't know why they moved oh yeah it was for robin's kids going to college the whole fucking family of 20 something people had to move because one of robin's kids went to college um anyways i think that once they Wasn't had it their logan who went to college there no 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 it was um it was uh What's her son's name? Dayton. Dayton. Dayton went to college at NAU and the whole family moved. Okay. Which is insane because I'm pretty sure that Flagstaff is only like six or eight hours from Vegas. So he can fly his fucking ass home on a one hour flight or drive and visit. That's crazy to move all those people for that. Um, But once they each have their own space and their own home and their own freedom and they kind of just started to and they were getting older in their 30s and 40s like I think that they really just kind of got stronger and were sick of his shit and they were not going to deny the favoritism that he was showing to Robin anymore and like just got over it yeah they were probably very moldable in their younger age and then they got older and stronger and they were done yeah Yeah, I agree. And also, I don't know, at the end of the day, this is something that I could never relate to. Like, I I could never picture myself wanting 20 kids and three other fucking women to share my man with. Well, this man who ain't shit, who probably has a fucking smaller dick than my pinky finger going around (laughs) telling everyone like what to do and how to do shit when like, yeah, he doesn't even know how to like tow a fucking trailer on the back of his pickup truck like he ain't shit I I just cannot relate to this situation at all I just enjoy Mm -hmm. watching the show because I feel like Cody Brown is a fucking cartoon character to me and that's why I like the episodes where he's heavily involved because he always like thinks he's like doing something and he's not and it's just Mm -hmm. funny to me and um 
I mean, like, obviously, Robin is who she is. But like I said, I feel like she's the sad. She's she's like sadder than Mary to me at this point because she just like she's so deep that I I see hope for Mary. I I don't really see any hope for Robin. No, but you know what? Robin deserves like she she has been enjoying being the favorite wife she is that girl that wants to win she has never encouraged well, any of them would have, have wanted it though like christine no, because, loved it when she was for like you know christine would years. never not encourage him to have a relationship with his other children and i think that robin truly enjoys her babies being the chosen ones yeah and she doesn't give a shit that he doesn't have a relationship with the rest of his kids because he's that means he's there with hers all the time and i i think that's like the sickest part i when she lies it infuriates me for her to sit there and just act like she had no idea that he was there with her at her house more than he was anywhere else and to to lie and say like he wasn't there my kids were heartbroken because their dad was never around you're such a fucking liar you bitch you, you are a liar and you know what if he, he wasn't, wasn't around house, he was in the office working on his gun sales business he wasn't yeah, around he's he's there he's present he's there yeah and like and if he wasn't physically there then maybe you need to look into that because he must have been somewhere else like she's just a blatant liar was and cody getting part back page girls no <laughs> you know they would have that would have come out you know that would be all over the reddits i wish hey i don't think a lot of back page girls watch sister wives that's probably true you know r.i.p backpage oh, cody is like hitting up the vegas strip clubs like getting escorts he's calling the like car the girls on the cards and then when it shows up and it's just a random girl he gets all mad <laughs> yeah oh my god Anyways. um do you want to is there anything else you want to talk about on the main feeder do you want to go over no to i want to go over to patreon because i want juicy. to yes i was gonna say <laughs> yes the juicy j tear um i found the trailer for the tv show that the owner of the escort service that i worked for did mm -hmm. and so i want to show that to you and like point out people that i know in it and tell you like juicy stuff about it and then um i don't know whatever else we talk about i'm excited whatever i'm else sure we you talk have a about. list you always have a list. I don't have a list, <gasps> but I always got we'll always I always have something. tea I can spill. I always have stories I can tell. I lived yeah. a pretty wild life up to this point. So let's all do right. It. Yeah. So you guys go get with us on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. There's already 50 episodes, over 50 episodes on Patreon. So if you sign up now, you got a huge backlog. There's all kinds of juicy stuff on there. And um that's a lot it's of hours of us spilling tea. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. we put the juicy stuff on there. Um, you'll hear about all kinds of stuff. Um, so that's patreon.com slash resting bitch pod. Check us out at the shore store pod. Check us out on Instagram. And we'll see you bitches next week. Bye, bitches. Bye.